Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new edition of the San Pascal Podcast on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. And right now I'm going to be bringing you the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Tuesday so far. Some things that I want to talk about on the podcast today. I'm going to be getting into some comments that were made by Cyrano actor Peter Dinklage about the brand new Snow White film that's set to come out from Disney in the next couple years. Dwayne Johnson now has a co-star to go alongside his brand new holiday film set at Amazon and a whole lot more. But the first thing that I do want to start out on is to talk about a sophomore directorial effort that is set to come from an Academy Award winner from about a year or so ago. And that is from Emerald Fennell, who wrote, directed, and also produced her grand debut in Promising Young Woman, which starred Carrie Mulligan. And it was a huge hit coming into the 2020 or 2020-2021 award season. It took everyone by storm. It got Emerald Fennell an Oscar nomination for Best Director. The film was nominated for Best Picture. Carrie Mulligan was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress. And Emerald Fennell also won for her screenplay as well. And she became an Oscar winner. So there's a lot of anticipation when it comes to a lot of these auteurs and first-time directors. When they have these big hits, people want to see what they do next. And it seems like she is ready to venture out into her sophomore outing. And according to Variety, it is set to begin to film during the summertime. She's meeting with actors right now on the project. There's no rumors of who is actually going to tackle on the leading role, who's going to fill out the cast, but there are conversations right now to be had. And there's not really a whole lot of of details on what the story is going to be other than the fact that is going to be dealing in a story about obsession and the producing partners that were behind her promising young woman are coming back to direct or not really direct but help produce this feature and, and that'll be Lucky Chaps that'll be MRC coming back to be the producing partners for her as well so it seems like the band is kind of coming back together to make this movie and whatever Emerald Fennell does next I am really really excited about it. I know she's working on the script for a Zatanna movie for DC so she's really in high demand right now and she's kind of the next person or one of the next people that is transitioning from being an actress and if you've watched The Crown especially the last two seasons three and four she plays Camilla Parker Bowles so she's kind of transitioning away from acting and kind of taking on the the duties of being a writer and director and and again it worked out really well for her first outing and so it's going to be interesting to see can you strike lightning in a bottle again and have a a legit track record in doing this. And if she's handling topics that she's really passionate about, then I think she can really, really do that. Because with Promising Young Woman, I think one of the great things about that film was it was such a different kind of revenge thriller where it was very much this very big, glossy kind of movie and it worked to her benefit. And she was dealing with some very serious topics like obsession and revenge and what it does to a person, how it consumes something somebody's life and also relating that to the Me Too movement and and women empowerment. So it's going to be very interesting to see what topics along with obsession 
she tackles in this next project but again she's going to be in in very high demand i think whatever she does next with this movie it's going to be very very highly anticipated whenever it comes out wouldn't be surprised if it's on that level of what her initial outing was then i think it could very much be held in line for an award season debut as well so this is all the information that we know about the movie so far again no release date no really big details on, on the story or who's going to be in the cast but those are in the works right now but again just to hear that this film is happening and this seems like it's going to be her next outing before she does or finishes Atana I'm I'm really really excited that she's going to continue in the original films realm and doing something along those lines so we'll see where it goes but very promising that it seems like her next outing is not that too far away from happening what do you guys think about this new project from Emerald Fennell let me know what you think down below and leave your thoughts and then moving on to some casting news that came out yesterday according to Deadline and it was reported that Josh Duhamel is set to appear in the second season of the Disney Plus original show The Mighty Ducks and it seems like he's going to be replacing Emilio Estevez who of course reprised the role in season one of his iconic character of Gordon Bombay but he will not be returning to season two due to creative decisions and going back and forth with the writers and also it seems like there was some ideological issues between COVID and whatnot on set. So he will not be returning for this outing. And so it seems like Dumel won't be playing Gordon Bombay, but he'll be taking over the lead male role in that show alongside its co-female lead in Lauren Graham. And he will be playing a new character who, according to descriptions, is a NHL player turned coach named Kevin Cole, or Gavin Cole, excuse me, in the hockey-themed sequel series. And he's inspirational, charming and a hardcore Gavin is a big on the hockey metaphor that applies to life he runs the super intense summer hockey institute where the mighty ducks land for the second season so it seems like they're going to be taking some of the attributes from Gordon Bombay and putting it into this character and as much as I love Josh Josh Dumel I'm really excited to see him in this and he's taking on more of a of father figures over the last couple things that he has done I'm very interested to see what he is going to do in this show I hope I wish that the studio and Emilio Estevez would have been able to work something out but it just seems like that wasn't meant to be the case and I think one of the the great things about the season one was that it was charming it was fun and Emilio Estevez was a big part of that and of course you had the nostalgia factor and and I think the arc that Gordon Bombay went through in the first one was great and it led to some great potential with the show moving on in further seasons but if Dumel is able to take on this role and do something else with it and you're able to keep the core main young cast intact and they have great chemistry with one another and you still have Lauren Graham who I think did a another fascinating job as well in this role she fit what she was supposed to do she had great chemistry with Milo Estevez and I'm sure she'll have the same thing with Josh Dumel so I'm curious to see where they go with this it did sound like they had to do some script rewrites and taking out the Bombay character and putting in this Cole one but it seems like it wasn't a huge drastic change and that it, they just needed to adjust some things here and there to fit this character into the mold of the second season but it seems like they're going to be going into tr- 
into some kind of a summer camp, as the synopsis kind of describes for the character. And I wouldn't be surprised if if they haven't filmed already, that this thing will probably come out maybe sometime in 2023, depending on how many episodes they do, how long the shoots go for, if there's any delays or they need to do any reshoots. But I, I really did enjoy the, the first season. I think it was a very surprising, fun show. And hopefully, again, even without Emilio Estevez, they still have a lot of the core main elements there that they continue in that direction and keep that consistency going, which is the fun, entertaining factor of this show. And hopefully we get some new or reintroductions to some characters. I know along with Gordon Bombay, we got some of the old characters back from the movies. And I know people are clamoring for Joshua, jo- excuse me, Joshua Jackson to return back as Charlie. So maybe we get him in this season or we get him in the third season if there is one. So hopefully we get some more iconic characters coming back to these to the show that were for from the movies and for for Dumel this is also an ongoing trend for him as he he took over the role for Emilio Estevez or takes over that hole that was left behind by him and he's been doing that a little bit for other movies as well and and projects really as well as he did it a couple months ago or really a year ago when he had to replace Army Hammer in the JLo action film Shotgun Wedding which is supposed to come out this summer so he seems to be kind of the the plug-in guy that people really want to have where if all else fails just go to Josh Dumel and he'll be able to cover that up and we can adjust properly with him so it just seems like he is that person at the moment we'll see what he does in Shotgun Wedding if it does come out this year and see what he does in The Mighty Ducks but I'm a big fan of his I like the stuff that he does I think he's a very good actor and again it's it's a shame we can't get him but sometimes things happen and, and we have to let people go and this seems to be like one of those cases but again not a bad replacement to get Josh Dumel into this role what do you guys think about Dumel replacing Emilio Estevez in this show playing a brand new character Gordon Bombay will not be in season two of the Mighty Ducks let me know what you think down below and leave your thoughts then moving into the world of the DCEU I want to talk about some things that are going on specifically within the realm of Batgirl, which is right now in production. There's, of course, was the first official look of Leslie Grace in the Batgirl outfit. There's been a lot of set on set photos that have been taking place since they're, I believe, in Glasgow or Glasnow right now in Europe. So they're very much on set on locations and there's a lot of pictures going around. Not a lot of spoilery stuff, but it makes sense for as to why they decided to release the look of the costume because Leslie Grace is out there right now filming. You see the costume, so they got ahead of that press, which was pretty smart. And there's been a whole bunch of other sets that it seems like they're constructing these towns to making them look like Gotham in some way. And there seems to be some new casting announcements on the horizon for this as well. According to Deadline, Ivory Aquino is set to be playing Alicia Yo, who in the comics is Barbara's best friend. And if you look at some of the onset photos that have come out, it's you can very much see that she is on set and is playing that character. And there's a little bit of history that comes with this too, as Ivory Aquino is going to be the first major transgender character and actress to appear in a live action DC movie, which is a huge deal. And again, goes to the 
diversity that is being displayed all across comic book movies right now and especially in dc given what they have gone through what warner brothers has gone through with everything with josh whedon it's great to see that they are diversifying the, the their rankings both in the cast and also with the crew as well so it's great to see that and i think for batgirl i'm excited to see where this goes for the film i'm really excited to see this and it's interesting because when this was announced i was interested in it and it got me intrigued and i was always going to see it no matter what but these last couple of months have gotten me really really amped up to see this movie on hbo max and the cool thing about it is when you hear hbo max and you think of movies on streaming services you think the budget might be diluted a little bit and it's not going to look the same as it would on the big screen it's not going to have that same major theatrical big budget that something like the batman is having or something like the suicide squad or the flash or Black Adam, but it seems like, again, from the set photos that we're seeing, it it, it seems like the care of like it's an actual major theatrical production is being put into this and I love that because it consists with everything else that they are doing within the films and that this isn't just going to be a one-off or it's going to take place in another universe. You do have J.K. Simmons coming back as Commissioner Gordon which kind of keeps in line with the Snyderverse and the fact that he casted J.K. Simmons. It's keeping with that continuity and Michael Keaton will somehow appear in this film as Batman with, with whatever happens in the Flash movie as it seems like this will be taking place after that film so whatever instances happen within the multiverse within the timeline will be fixed within this film and this will be probably one of the first things to come out with this new continuation and maybe this main dceu timeline that we are going to be getting and maybe start connecting some things that for from really the last couple years have been kind of their own standalone things and it seems like starting this year it's going to be standing alone in in terms of the project but it seems like it might be connecting certain things to one another that we haven't really seen since Zack Snyder was in place when he did his line of kind of building up to a Justice League with with Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League. So I'm very curious to see where this all goes but again to see more diversity happening happening within this movie again it happens it happened with leslie grace taking over the role for barbara gordon it, it's happening here so i'm really interested to see where this goes but the more diversity the better and it's great to see comic book movies and comic book properties are really taking that seriously and doing a good job with that as well what do you guys think about this casting news what are you guys expecting with the batgirl movie let me know what you think down below and leave your thoughts and one of the final bits of movie news that I want to talk about on the Sam Bissell podcast today is moving into the holiday spirit. And yes, we just did have the holidays. They were about a month ago. No, I'm not missing them already, but some studios are getting ready for holiday movies set to come out in the next couple of years. And one of them will feature the biggest movie star on the planet in Dwayne Johnson. And this is one of the very, very, not, I shouldn't say few. I was going to say few, but it's one of the very many films that Dwayne Johnson has in the works right now that includes multiple sequels to films that he's set to star in, multiple original films that he has in the pipeline right now. The guy's a very busy man, but it seems like this new film, which is being titled Red One, is one of the next films to be set to go into production with Dwayne.
Dwayne Johnson, and it seems like he does have his co-star to go alongside of him this time around, and it is in the form of Captain America himself, Steve Rogers. Chris Evans is set to to star alongside The Rock in Red One, and the details for the film, there, there haven't been any announcements to what the story is, but according to some details that have been given, Red One is going to be a globe-trotting, four-quadrant action-adventure comedy imagining a whole new universe to explore within the holiday genre. And this is set to kick off in 2023 at some point during the holiday window. So between probably November and December is when we'll get this film sometime next year. Jake Kasdan from the two Jumanji films, The Next Level and Welcome to the Jungle, which Dwayne Johnson has starred in, is set to direct this film and kind of falls in line with director's that have worked with The Rock before getting other opportunities to work alongside him in other projects. This year, we're going to be getting Juan Colette Sierra, who did Jungle Cruise with The Rock, set to direct Black Adam as well. He did he did that film. So Dwayne Johnson likes to have familiarity with the people that he works with. And one of the great things that I'm excited to see is this chemistry between Chris Evans and Dwayne Johnson because what what Dwayne Johnson is able to do is, is be a charismatic kind of, of guy and he's able to be the guy that everyone can root for and really enjoy. And for Chris Evans, he's always kind of played recently the very staunch, serious type of personality. Of course, what he did as Captain America in the MCU and even in Knives Out, he def- definitely had a little bit more fun in that film. It was a little more loose, but definitely was a was one in a in the character, but also he was somebody that was definitely having a lot of fun and a little bit of a funny character as well, but I'm curious to see the the chemistry that happens between these two because, again, you look at what Dwayne Johnson looks for in a, a partner. He looks for somebody that can be his equal and match the the energy that he does he's done that with kevin hart he's done it with emily blunt as he did last year with jungle cruise with her so i'm very curious to see what their what their levels are going to be together and it must have they must have done some kind of of screen test or something to at least showcase that they have that kind of energy and that they're that they can work with one another on that level so we'll see what happens but again this is in the action adventure mold which both actors know how to work in they've done their own stunts they know how to work within that genre and again for Dwayne Johnson he's done comedy for Chris Evans not so much comedy but I could definitely see him having some comedic chops to go alongside with it and again the fact that this is an amazon streamer and you have two big stars to go alongside of it i think speaks to the fact that dwayne johnson who is again the biggest movie star on the planet is somebody who it doesn't matter if it's in for the big screen if it's for streaming or if it's for both he wants to do the projects that he wants to do that he feels like will get the best bang for their buck for the audience whether again it's on, on at home or on the biggest screen possible. So this one I'm very interested in and we'll, I'm very curious to see how the rest of the cast rounds out. And this will be one that I'm definitely going to be interested to check out on Amazon. And who knows, this could be in theaters because Amazon, unlike other streamers, they have a pretty good relationship with the, the theaters and 
I remember seeing being the Ricardos with, with Nicole Kim and, 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 and Javier Bardem this year. That was also in theaters for a little bit before it released nationwide on their streaming service. So this one I could maybe see doing some business on the big screen before going exclusively over to Amazon Prime Video for people to watch at home. So that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. And for Amazon too, they don't really do a lot of big action films. And this will be kind of the first one, kind of like with Netflix, where they just had Red Notice, and that was the biggest as of right now before Gray Man comes out this year with the Russo brothers. Red Notice was the biggest film that Netflix ever produced. And for Amazon, I think this is going to be the same exact thing. So Dwayne Johnson is bringing the money in for these streamers right now, and we'll see how it all goes down. But what do you guys think about Chris Evans joining Dwayne Johnson in the role of, or in the role of whatever character? Excuse me, he's set to play in Red One. Let me know what you think down below and leave your thoughts. And the final thing that I want to talk about on the Sam Bissell podcast today is getting into some news that involves Peter Dinklage, who is kind of making the rounds right now for the press, and I would be, wouldn't be surprised for his Oscar campaign as well, for his role as Cierno de Bergerac in the film Cierno, which I'm hoping to see soon before the Oscars come out, because I've been very much looking forward to this film. I've heard really good things about it. The trailers have looked awesome. Um, and to see Peter Dinklage in something other than Game of Thrones as Tyrion Lannister is great to see. But he's making the rounds right now, talking to a lot of people. And he made a few waves yesterday when he was on the WTF podcast that is hosted by actor Mark Marin. And he, he talks about a bunch of things. He's he, In a lot of interviews over the past couple weeks, he's talked about life after Game of Thrones and what he's looking to do afterwards and, and, and as Cyrano. In, in the play, in the movie, and a whole bunch of other things. But one thing he was asked about was the brand new live action retelling and live action adaptation of the brand new Snow White movie, which is set to be directed by Mark Webb and star Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot. And for Peter Dinklage, he has some issues with reimagining this new this this animated classic and this is what he had to say about the adaptation set to come out literally no offense to anyone but i was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a latina actress as snow white but you're you're still telling the story of snow white and the seven dwarves take a step back and look at what you're doing there and it makes no sense to me you're progressive in one way but then you're still making that effing backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together what the F are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. I don't know which studio that is, but they, but they were so proud of it. All love and respect to the actress and all the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, what are you doing? And so basically what Dinklage is kind of talking about is a sense that he doesn't think that that people that are maybe dwarves or or p or little people really that that aren't exact height and whatnot they're not getting seen as other people are being seen right now and he really has been kind of the main person when you look at that and he is such a terrific actor that he's kind of breaking barriers all on his own and trying to push open all these doors for people like that and he sees it as something where as these seven dwarves, what are you going to be doing with this? And and, and 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 it's not a good idea, and it's out of taste. And I can understand where Peter Dinklage is, is coming from in that perspective. 
However, at the same time, we don't know what this film is going to really be and what they're going to do because, again, I, I and, and he says it. He doesn't mean to, to, to demean or go after Rachel Zegler. And he says that that one side is being diverse because what Disney is doing, like they are doing for some of their Disney princesses, like Halle Bailey in The, the Little Mermaid, where instead of being a Caucasian, it's going to be an African-American singer in that role. And again, instead of being a Caucasian Snow White, they're going forth with a Latina actress in that role instead, which I think is a great idea. And Rachel Zegler is perfect in that kind of role as both an actress and a singer. So it's progressive in a great way possible. But I can understand where Dinklage is coming from in certain aspects. But again, you shouldn't be coming after people that are just working on this project because it's a great opportunity. And also in the fact that we don't, other than the cast, we don't know what the hell they're doing with this. We haven't heard any announcement casting on who the, who will be playing these dwarves and also what they're going to be doing and maybe potentially renovating this live action retelling. One of the ones that I always go to as an example for is what they did in the new adaptation of The Lion King. And even though that's entirely computer animated, one of the things about it, especially with the 1994 film that you can look at as a cultural, uh, a cultural issue, is the fact that they're in Africa, but they're being played by all really kind of white people that are behind the voices. And that doesn't really have that kind of cultural sense that you would think it should have. But what they did with the, the 2019 movie is that it was a majority of African-American voices behind these characters, and they very much tapped into... I think that culture within Africa, within the music and the and the style, and I think they did a really good job with with that movie. And I, to me, that comes to mind of what they could potentially do with the film like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, where they come out and appeal to bigger majority of people than we could have imagined and 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 signaling that minority groups should be looked at uh, more brightly and should be looked at in different lights and should be represented in different ways as well and again we we have to see what they do once we see what they start to do with this movie then we can either applaud them if they do if they do something that should be done like they did in catching Rachel Zegler or maybe they're they're sticking to the old norms with the dwarves like they did with the 1930s animated film but we still don't know what's going to happen so again I can understand where Peter Dinklage is coming from I can understand his reservations and his criticisms on that front, but at the same time, we still have to get an idea for what they're doing with this film. We don't have any set photos. We don't have any official photos for what they're doing. So when all's, once all that comes out and we see what the vision is going to be for this film, then we can either start praising or criticizing what direction they're going for in this movie. So we'll see what happens. Again, it's understandable where Dinklage is coming from, but let's let's see what happens before we go start criticizing a movie that is still in the development stage of being done right now. I think it, I think if you look at Rachel Zegler's social media, she's over in the UK right now where they're filming, but it seems like they're doing at they're at the at the rehearsal stages at this point, probably learning the music, the choreography, and they're not they're still casting and they're not even in the development stage of actually shooting the film yet. So once we get there and into the post production, then we can 
shouldn't again start talking about this film that is still years and years away from being put into theaters. They still have Little Mermaid that they're working on right now that's probably going to be coming out next year in 2023. And I wouldn't be surprised if this film doesn't come out till maybe 2024 or even 2025. So we still have a long way to go. But again, it's understandable in the in the criticism that Dinklage might have if they do go in that direction. What do you think about Peter Dinklage and what he had to say about the new Snow White film? Let me know what you think down below and leave your thoughts. And with that down and out of the way, that will do it for this edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in on to the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions and be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on there, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also check out goal-driven professionals geared toward improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. Also check out The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. Also along the way, make sure to check out these other amazing shows on the podcast solutions, such as Wrestle Attic Radio, Fretzelmania Podcast, and Midnight Showing. You can check these out and so much more on the website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous, and, and Twitter on the at Real Ambiguous pod, Podcast. And if you want to check out Kennedy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, when you get a chance, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Bissell Samuel, that's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L, and also on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, keep on screening.